Catholics around the globe are mourning the loss of a former pope, looking back at his impact on the church. And after a beautiful end to 2022, we'll take you into a new year as well as some wet weather coming our way. The new punishment to ramp up the punishment, the new push to ramp up the punishment for those caught firing guns into the sky to celebrate the new year. Across the world this morning, Catholic church bells rang in honor of Pope Emeritus Benedict. He died this morning at the age of 95. John Muller looks back on his life. Born Joseph Ratzinger in 1927 Germany, Benedict grew up near the Austrian border where he lived his younger years under Nazi rule. Towards the end of World War II at just 16, he was drafted into service for the German military for which he served two years. Benedict took an early interest in theology, studying at the University of Munich from 1946 until 1951. It was then that he was ordained a priest. After years of teaching theology at universities around Germany, Benedict was appointed Archbishop of Munich in 1977 by then Pope Paul VI. Just months later, he was elevated to Cardinal. He would serve the Munich Diocese until 1982 when he relocated to Rome and served various positions within the Vatican. In 1998, becoming the Vice Dean of the Cardinal of Colleges and in 2002, Dean. It was during this tenure that he presided over the funeral for Pope John Paul II and deliberations over who would replace him. In April of 2005, it was the much more stoic Ratzinger himself who was chosen to replace the widely popular and beloved predecessor, taking the name Benedict XVI. His tenure was not without controversy. While Benedict made advancements in the way the church dealt with sex abuse allegations, he has been criticized for not doing enough, including during his time serving Munich. In 2012, a cache of internal documents were leaked revealing behind-the-scenes claims of jealousy and infighting among factions of cardinals. Benedict drew crowds of the faithful as he traveled the globe, spreading the Vatican's message. That included a visit here to New York City in 2008. He addressed the United Nations and stopped at Ground Zero to meet with 9-11 family members, first responders, and survivors. After eight years of holding the highest rank within the church, his resignation came as a surprise announcement in February 2013. Citing his failing health, he would be the first pope to step down since 1415. I'm personally grateful for his unfailing love and guidance in the eight years since I accepted his call to serve as the successor of Peter. I'm also deeply grateful for the understanding, support and prayers of so many of you. Pope Benedict holding his final audience in late February. Over 200,000 faithful packed St. Peter's Square. And I ask each of you to pray for me and for the new Pope. Benedict keeping the name he chose and being named Pope Emeritus, which is Latin for retired. He eventually relocated to a Vatican residence where he would spend his final years in quiet reflection. In January of this year, Pope Benedict acknowledged and apologized for his handling of sex abuse allegations while he served in Munich. The 95-year-old will be laid to rest among the tombs of other popes below St. Peter's Basilica. Time to take a live look at Auditorium Shores behind me here where they are preparing for big New Year's Eve festivities. Uh, the gates open about 6 o'clock this evening and last until a little bit after midnight when the fireworks go off. Uh, we are joined now by meteorologist Nick Bannon. And Nick, it's going to be a nice, pleasant night for people going out there tonight. Yeah, it should be reasonably quiet. Remember how cold it was uh, as we got into the Christmas weekend. Nowhere near that chilly here if you're going to be standing out ringing in the New Year tonight. We're still well into the 70s over Lake Travis from the 
Oasis restaurant. That's certainly one of the outlying warm spots. Most of us are near 70, if not the upper 60s now. But with a mainly clear sky the next few nights, we'll spend the next several hours in the 60s, but what about midnight if you are going to be uh, out in Austin or wherever you are ringing in the new year and outside 59 under a mainly clear sky. Not too bad here for this time of year. Here's what's coming up in first warning weather. We'll show you some weather changes underway that you'll start to notice tomorrow. We'll highlight the rain and even severe weather threat for Monday ahead of a cool down. All right, thanks, Nick. And as we mentioned, we're going to take a live look at downtown Austin, where this year's New Year's Eve party is now kicking off in just moments from now. In about another hour, it'll be open. This is at Auditorium Shores. The fireworks will go off at midnight. That is new this year. The past few years, they've been set off at 10 p.m. instead. Also different this year, there will be beer and alcohol to buy. There's also live music and food trucks. Well, some people like to celebrate the new year by shooting their guns into the air. The Texas Department of Public Safety tells us there are documented cases in Texas in the last few years of people being killed or seriously injured by bullets raining down. Texas State Representative Armando Martinez knows firsthand how dangerous celebratory gunfire can be. New Year's 2017, he was hit in the head by a falling bullet. I often think if it would have hit my wife uh, or if it would have hit one of my kids, maybe they wouldn't be around today. Representative Martinez said he is drafting a bill to try and discourage this problem. To find out about his plan for the upcoming legislative session, as well as the current laws surrounding it, just look at the KXAN.com homepage for this story from our digital reporter, Sam Stark. I call this an, an Austin version of a buyer's market. After years of record-breaking growth, we look at what the experts say you should expect for Central Texas's housing market in the new year. Plus, a growing lotto jackpot, the history-making amount up for grabs. New York's governor signed legislation today making the state the sixth in the nation to allow human composting. Washington state became the first state to legalize human composting in 2019. Colorado, Oregon, Vermont, and California also allow it. The body is placed into a reusable vessel along with plant materials such as wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. It breaks down a body in about a month. Not everyone is on board. The New York State Catholic Conference calls the burial method inappropriate. Well, the first Mega Millions drawing of the new year will be a big one. The Mega Millions jackpot is now the fourth largest in the game's history. The drawing on January 3rd has a jackpot worth an estimated $785 million with the cash option of $395 million. Not too shabby. Not bad at all. Hey, January begins tomorrow. Not just a new year, but a new month. Average highs. Low to mid-60s, average lows in the low 40s. It's usually our coldest month of the year, but also our uh, fourth driest. Here's the brand new outlook from the Climate Prediction Center for January. This just came out within a couple hours. Looks warmer than normal and near normal rain for the metro and east, but drier than normal into the hill country. We'll track our next chance for rain as well as a temperature drop in first warning weather. Austin's housing market is leveling out as we end 2022, but the Austin Board of Realtors says there's still a long way to get to a healthy market. KXAN's Tahara Rahman reports on what to expect in the year. It's been another tough year for people in Austin's housing market. Figure out a way to turn that into a down payment on a house, but not everybody has resources like that. And we've been sharing your struggles. 
Being in your mid-20s and purchasing a $500,000 home just really isn't... It's just not feasible. Throughout 2022. It's like winning the lottery. <laughs> I did not think it would get this bad this quickly. Ashley Jackson with the Austin Board of Realtors says there is some good news as we close out the year. We've got about three months worth of housing inventory. It's not frequent. It's not common to have this. So I call this the, an, an Austin version of a buyer's market. She says it's largely due to higher interest rates making potential buyers pause. So as we see them kind of slowly moving back down, which they have been doing over the past few weeks, then we may see an increase in demand. To get ahead of that anticipated demand, she's calling on Austin's new mayor, Kirk Watson, to help speed up new home construction in 2023 by bringing down development fees, changing zoning, and creating more variety in housing. If we don't serve every market, the people at the upper end of that market will start shopping in the lower end of the market and then knock those buyers out from the being able to purchase homes as well. Jackson doesn't think we'll reach the ideal healthy market, six months of housing stock next year. But hopefully building more in 2023 will prevent a replay of 2022. Yeah, it's definitely discouraging to realize that I'm never going to be able to live in my own neighborhood that I grew up in. Bahira Rahman, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Ah, the final glow of 2022 disappearing now that sun has set on the last day of the year. This is how it looks in Marble Falls from our Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera. Clear sky, gonna be a very quiet evening. We had some good news as far as Cedar's concerned today. Remember now, we have new technology where we can get pollen reports even over the weekend and updated every hour if needed. Uh, and Cedar, while high, is lower than yesterday. Yesterday was the highest of the season uh, and it's been trending lower, but still high and still may be bothering you today. Mold is moderate, which is actually up over yesterday. The reason today was so warm thanks to a southerly breeze in place and the next couple of days are going to be warm as well. We're still in the 70s and 60s across much of the state right now and we're going to be in for a reasonably mild evening. 65 here at 8 but around midnight if you're out and about upper 50s and low 60s which is a touch cool but it's actually mild for this time of year where we should be dropping into the 40s for lows. Instead we'll be down in the low to mid 50s as we begin your Sunday. Tomorrow Temperatures may take some time to warm up thanks to a lot of clouds in the metro and our eastern counties. But once those clouds break apart, I expect temperatures jump in the afternoon well into the 70s in the metro, even 80s for the hill country. The coolest numbers tomorrow are actually going to be in our eastern counties where the clouds are a little more stubborn. So tonight at midnight, 59 degrees and certainly a happy new year to you. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, so more clouds than today and a high of 78. Let's tell you big picture here. We've got a big storm system moving through the western states right now, bringing heavy rain, some flooding concerns, as well as several feet of mountain snow. That's going to be working our way, at least trying to, as we get into Monday. But what that means for tonight is mostly clear skies give way to some fog and low clouds to begin your Sunday morning. Fog especially widespread along and east of I-35. There could even be a little drizzle in there, too. I expect mid to late morning, the fog breaks apart and reveals more of a mix of sunshine and clouds for us in the afternoon, which will allow those temperatures to jump up. Then as we get into your Monday morning, we start feeling those signs of that West Coast system. Spotty showers and maybe a thunderstorm around in the morning through the middle of the day. I actually think the morning's going to be our wettest period of the day on Monday. Then the sun comes out in the afternoon and we head up to near 80. There is going to be a second round potentially of some wet weather that comes 
comes in the first few hours of Tuesday morning or at the very earliest late Monday night. And that could be in the form of some spotty showers and even thunderstorms, mostly affecting areas east of I-35 again. But for the most part, it is not going to be a widespread rain that we need. However, during that late Monday night, early Tuesday period, some of those storms that fire up mostly in our eastern counties could be strong or severe, but it's only a marginal one out of five severe weather threat for that period now. We'll keep an eye on it. Not looking like we'll get much rain unless we get some heavier thunderstorms that could provide some higher rainfall amounts. Cold front that comes through on Monday, though, does drop the temperatures from the 80s to the 70s and eventually the 60s, and it also takes the humidity out of the air, too. So it is going to feel muggy here tomorrow and Monday, and then we'll feel relief. But notice how these temperatures keep dropping. 70 on Wednesday and then 60s Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. For both Texas basketball teams, it's been a very eventful non-conference slate. But now things get real. Both the women and men battle Big 12 opponents today for the first time here on New Year's Eve. Let's start with the men in Norman against OU. Marcus Carr and company. And this was a good one. Sooners were up four at the break, under seven to go. The advantage was the same for the host. Timmy Allen, about seven fakes, but still good for two points. Deficit down to two late. Man, there were so many big buckets. That's why we're starting so late. Minute later, Jabari Rice, Jabari Rice with the hammer off the great pump fake, leading the Texas team in energy. Minute after that, Rice again. How about this? Tough turnaround bucket and they have the lead after being down for six straight points final 90 seconds we're tied timmy allen here again the putback they are up to tie game a minute left marcus carr i mean none of these shots were easy texas able to hit them all though after the game as they hold on to win a thriller it is coach rodney terry who moves to five and zero, talking about his veteran team this was a great team win Every guy came in and gave us a great contribution early on. Uh, Cheryl Morris came in and gave us a good lift early. Um, Jabari had great minutes. Brock had great minutes. Everybody that came in had an impact on the game, and uh, it was a great team win. To the women we go, hosting Kansas State to start Big 12 play. Wildcats were hanging in there early within seven, but then, yeah, Texas starting to take over. Rory Harmon to Shea Holly from the corner. Local product hits the three under four to go before the half. Little fast break action. Harmon to Dejafai inside. And the and one for the big. How big has she been recently? Texas just extending that lead, trying to cap off the big run. It's Deanna Gaston, the righty hook, forces a timeout. 12-0 run for them. Then fourth quarter, it's Sonia Morris. Makes it 62-30. to Look at Aaliyah Moore out for the year. She's still pumped up on the sideline. Texas rolls 87-41. to They're going to switch opponents now, at least for the men. Their next game is going to be at home against Kansas State. The women at TCU Wednesday. All right, coming up, Westlake's Cade Klubnik gets his first start in a big stage. How the former Shaft fared in the Orange Bowl. Coming up. All right, welcome back. Texas football, they were in the hunt for the Big 12 title game until the bitter end. They needed Kansas State to lose in the final week. Not only did the Wildcats win then, but they ended up winning the whole Big 12 championship as well, which brings them to, yes, Alabama here in the Sugar Bowl. This one was close early. 
K-State up 3-0 actually, and it's Cedar Ridge's Deuce Vaughn, the little guy. Yet another big play. How outstanding has number 22 been all the way in for the score. It's 10-0 K-State looking to spring the upset. Yeah, not swinging that hammer yet, but... Yeah, the tie did get rolling. Bryce Young presented number one overall pick as they're up 21-10. That's unbelievable to Ja'Cory Brooks just dropping in the breadbasket. Tide rolls 45-20, and they handle Kansas State. Another one of the big bowl games a night ago, and this guy getting his shot. First start for Westlake's Cade Klubnik for Clemson. Not the game he was envisioning for him or his team. Still put on a show. This one of his better throws. Over 300 yards passing for the true freshman. A couple interceptions through the air and was able to find the end zone on a touchdown run here late against the Tennessee Volunteers. Klubnik expected to be the starter next year with one of the better players of the country, DJ Uwiyuglele, did nail that one, transferring. Guys, we'll send it over to you. All right, good job on that name. Let's take a last look at the forecast and what we have in store for tomorrow. Yeah, a bit of fog out there tomorrow, especially east of 35, and that clears up at least a little bit. Sun and clouds and 78 for the new year. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a safe New Year's Eve and see you back here in the new year.